Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Like nothing you have ever heard before. It's a tough room. It's the place to be. Thrive to survive. It's Taz. It's the Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. One, two, Every day, Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games, they always bringing the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose, you know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Ah, yes, it is Taz and the Moose with you, coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocky Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience as talking a little Steeler football right now as we're joined by Charlie Batch, former quarterback analyst on the Steelers radio network as camps are opening across the National Football League. Charlie's joined us before. Hey, Charlie, welcome aboard again. Taz of the Moose with you. We appreciate the time this morning. Charlie, what's up, man? Not a problem. How you doing, man? Not a problem. I'm doing well. How's everything? Everything's good, good, Charlie. Everything's doing well. Summer's going well. I can't believe football's already here, but uh, now it's going to go steamroll into the start of the regular season. And I I guess the biggest question in the room is this, Charlie, is how different is it going to be now with Belichick, and he wasn't there a year ago, with Brown or Raider, how different is this Steeler team and the vibe around this Steeler team going into this camp? Yeah, I think it's a lot different just because of the fact that the players don't have to answer those questions anymore. The Le'Veon Bells, of course, A.B. was in training camp last year and things didn't work out that way. But just the, you can see the calmness uh, coming out of the offseason program. The guys are a lot more wired in, and I think the focus around here is, you know, why did they miss the playoffs? How come this team is talented as they are? miss the playoffs, and they want to right that ship. So they're just trying to get back on the right course. Yeah, and, and I got a feeling they're going to. I mean, uh, because they, they don't have those distractions. Even those two guys were amazing players. But to your point, Charlie, you know, it was a distraction for the locker for sure. So let me ask you, um, you know, as far as like the uh, uh, as Ben Roethlisberger and at his age and all his greatness that he has, I mean, uh, as best as you could break it down as, as a quarterback, I mean, how much left in the tank, just to be blunt, for Ben? I mean, uh, do you think he'll come off a little bit more, feel more relaxed this season? Or do you think that it'll be like, oh, my God, that's kind of a gun to my head type thing? Yeah, I think he'll come out more relaxed. I mean, he he had a solid season individually, but, of course, whenever you don't make the playoff, all, all of those things are wiped, wiped off. And I think with him being so far removed from getting back to the Super Bowl because he experienced three of those at a very young age, and, of course, that last one stings that that Super Bowl forty five lost to Green Bay – he wants to get back to that platform, and he right. wants to get back to the show because, you know, when you're now, this is all going into nine years of him not being there and having to watch everybody else, specifically Tom Brady, and having to go through him, it's just tough and it's frustrating, and that's all he's focused on at this point. So I know when you ask that question as far as how much does he have left, 
I think he definitely has two to three good years left. Okay. You know, and 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 that's uh, that's fair. What about um, you know you look at this receiving core here without Antonio Brown? We know how good Juju Smith-Schuster was a year ago with and and hey, listen, he's a fantastic young receiver. But now doing it as being the guy, Charlie, any concern there? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely a concern because he hasn't done that. And like you said, he had two phenomenal years starting off his NFL career, but he had Antonio Brown opposite him. So, you know, can he live up to that pressure of being that number one receiver? That question remains to be seen. That will be answered as the regular season goes on. But I think more importantly, who's on the other side? Who can now compliment Juju? And a lot of the eyes are, and everybody watching, James Washington. This was a second-round pick out of Oklahoma State a year, uh, two year, a year ago. He, as he entered into his second season, had a disappointing rookie year just because everybody was comparing him to Juju in his rookie year and how the numbers looked comparable. So but people were down on him last year, but of course Ben kept trying to go back and get him involved in the offense, and he picked it up as the year went on. So I think this is something that everybody will be paying attention to to see how can, number one, James Washington stay healthy, and can he now produce as camp continues on. Well, Charlie, if we stick with the guy's name James, I mean, and a similarity to where Juju has the opportunity to be the true number one in the Steel City, that Brown is gone. James Conner, uh, as far as running the ball, without Lev Bell, I mean, you know, we saw James Conner kind of do a pretty good job last year, this past season. Uh, what's your thoughts on James Conner? Break him down for us. If, from a quarterback perspective, having a running back like Conner, uh, how does that loosen things up or help Ben or, or you know, or said quarterback with Conner behind him? Yeah, I think this is something for him now. He doesn't really have to look, have this shadow over top of him because for the past two years, he's entered training camp without Le'Veon Bell. Of course, the first year Le'Veon came back. But the one thing that he has never really had a chance to just study right. Le'Veon Bell outside of film. So he doesn't know kind of those intricacies of Le'Veon's game that now can help him. So he's just trying to build himself. And you can see just looking at the pictures and the way that he has shaped his body – this is a guy who wants to get to work. He wants to prove that he can stay healthy because he missed quite a few games as the regular season went on. He could have easily went over 1,000 yards last year. That didn't happen. He did have a Pro Bowl uh, nomination under his belt, but for him, he wants to prove that he can carry this offense and be that 16-game schedule and, of course, heading into the playoffs and being that back. And I think the one caveat to that is I know James Conner is now looking and saying, hmm, this could potentially be a contract year for him, so you know he's going to be focused. You know, what about the head coach in, in, in Tomlin here? Now, without Bell, without Brown, um, you know, part of that offense, certainly he, he has faced some criticism of, of, of on a number of different levels here, or some justified, some unjustified here, Charlie. What about Tomlin going into this year with this group? Yeah, and, and I know he has some, a lot of criticism, fair or unfair, and I think that's something to where – you know, he's been around long enough that he's able to go in there and really, you know, right the ship. And he, I mean, from a leadership perspective, this is a guy who knows how to command a room and he can get his message across clear and concise. So I think where you see with Mike Tomlin, I think if they, I think probably behind the scenes right now, they're probably working on a contract extension. So you probably see that announced here. And I think this is something that for him, again, he's nine years removed. He's had Ben Roethlisberger his entire career. So I think this is something for both of those guys. They want to go out here and prove that they can get things on the on uh, on the right path. And specifically for Mike Tomlin as a defensive coach, he has to get that defense together because last year they were exposed. They lost a lot in the passing game, and of course, a lot of that came with the loss of Ryan Shazier. They made a move in the draft, made a position to, to get Dave, Devin Bush from Michigan. So they really expect him to be in that lineup, and hopefully, he can kind of pick up the pieces that Ryan Shazier has left off. And if he can do that, you will see that pass defense get a lot better. 
You're listening to uh, Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Charlie Batch, former quarterback, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers analyst on the Steelers Radio Network. Charles, let me ask you, it's kind of a unique situation where I don't think it's ever happened where in the AFC North, uh, where the team that everybody's buzzing about, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, I would think, you know, the Steeler, the Steeler Nation, the Pittsburgh Steeler players, the coaches, the organization, even yourself as a former Steeler, there's got to be some motivation there, right? You know, that's, that's not it's, normal, man. <laughs> it's been a long time, and I've been part of this organization now 17 years, and it, there has been never been buzz like this, with the exception of maybe 2002, and that was the playoff game that um, that we actually played uh, Cleveland in Heinz Field, mm-hmm. and that, that game uh, took us down to the wire, and we were ultimately able to win that. But I think this is something that's exciting because, of course, over the years it's always been the Ravens and Steelers and maybe the Bengals. But now to see Cleveland in the mix, and rightfully so, they made a right and enough pieces to to get everybody excited about what's going on up there in Cleveland. But of course, they have to go through the Steelers. That hasn't always been easy. Ben has owned this division, specifically Cleveland. So I think there's a reason why the NFL scheduled this game in November, and they play each other two times in three weeks. So they want to make sure, okay, if Cleveland is who they think they are, you know, let's see if they're serious, and maybe that will be a divisional game that everybody has circled in the middle of the season. You know, Charlie, you know, Taz and I, and there are a lot of people that are on that Brown bandwagon, right? I mean, not championship good, but, you know, believe in the talent level that they have. From the outside, looking at, you know, the personalities, and they've got distinct ones, Odell and and Baker Mayfield and Landry um, and the personality of Kitchens and head coach, do you think – do you think that group, do you think when you look at that situation, Charlie, do you think that works for Cleveland? I think it works for for Cleveland, but I think when you look at it, you say you're right, that group, when you talk about the receiver position, yes, they are solid, but you have to have a guy who's going to be able to get them the ball, and that starts with Baker Mayfield. Who came off last year, that was something for him. You know, People expected maybe him to play, but not as good as what he played. And just watching him from afar and to see the, the confidence level that he has, and I really had a chance to really just wire in and focus in that Week 17 game when we needed the Browns to to win against the Ravens, and ultimately that would have sent the Steelers to the playoffs. That was something to watch him go and play that game. You're like, wow, this guy's actually pretty good. And I think that's just something, and that's where I think it justifies the reason for Cleveland to make the move the way that they did to jump up to number one. I mean, and really not jump up to number one, but take Baker Mayfield. Um, in the position that they did, which surprised everybody, and ultimately is making Cleveland out to be uh, a solid pick. You know, Charlie, we all love watching uh, watching Devin Bush play linebacker uh, for Michigan during uh, during his days on the college campus. Now the Steelers trade up in the first round to get him, and and you mentioned the loss to Shazier of what he was at that linebacker spot and the speed and the intensity, athleticism that he had, and his uh, remarkable recovery does continue. Uh, for the Steelers now, though, what are the what are the expectations here for Bush year one? And they obviously targeted a guy that, and I thought when they traded up, I thought that was the guy they were targeting because I think he fits that offense and gives them something that they haven't had, which is some speed at the linebacker spot since they lost his year. Absolutely, and I agree with you 100%. And I think of the expectations around Pittsburgh, people are like, okay, this guy has to be legit. Why? Because this is the highest defensive player that they selected since Rod Woodson in 1987. So, this is something that we're you're importing him into that defense. They know the loss that they had. They know the weaknesses there. They try to use multiple guys at the position. It didn't work. So Devin Bush, the speed, the quickness that he that he showed throughout the OTAs has been remarkable. Now, can he put it all together, lead the defense, be able to step into that defense, and be able to spit out the defensive calls? and lead the defensive charge. That remains to be unseen, but I truly expect him 
to get all of the first-team snaps from the first minute that they report to training camp tomorrow and for first practice on Friday. Charlie, what's the, what's the expectations here for the Steelers this season? Well, of course, it's always with to win the Super Bowl around here. You know, not a lot of people outside of uh, Steelers Nation expects that to happen, but I think a lot of it depends on some of those question marks that you can. Can Devin Bush line up in the middle? Can James Washington opposite um, Juju Smith-Schuster be able to succeed that way? But can the special teams get in order? This is a, this is a group that has been almost dead bottom of the last uh, ranking over the last couple of years. Let's see if they can get that together. And if they can, yeah, you can make a complete football team. But there's, of course, like any other team, they can't have any other major injuries um, on, along, among this team. And if they do, I think this is an 11-win season, and they can make some noise in the playoffs once they get it. But they have to get those home games. That's why winning that division is critical for this team. We're talking to Charlie Batch, longtime NFL quarterback, Steeler, um, uh, part of the uh, analysts on the Steelers radio network. Charlie, his camps are opening. Um, you know, you being a former player, my partner here played Division Two, also wrestled for a number of years. Now, training camp's opening up, right? Were you a fan of training camps? Mm. What was for uh, obviously rookies and veterans completely different, but as you got into the rhythm of training camps, were you a fan of training camps or did you detest training camps? <laughs> well, I detested it, but just because of the fact that those were the dog days, double practice, double days. Two days, man. Two days. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about two days and grinding and those type of things. And of hitting. course, as and, and, got, and guys were hitting, hitting, hitting. You know, we were doing nine on seven at nine in the morning. You know, guys were like, "What is this?" Dude, no real you Oklahoma know? drills, bull in the ring. Yeah. Like you know, you yeah. know what I'm saying. All that. That's man. it. So of course, when I got to you know, my last two years and the way that the new whole the CBA agreement is, and I walk through in the morning and a practice in the afternoon and i'm like wow I, I wish this happened a lot sooner i could i could have prolonged my career i got 15 years maybe i could have prolonged that where you see the drew breezes and the tom brady's at 18 and 20 years so i think this is different this is a different group right now because it's not like the dog days of practice a lot of teams actually are no longer going away for training camp and opening up practices so i think this is something for the steelers is always part of tradition they've been in latrobe at st vincent's college for over 50 years and when you look at the way the practices are, I don't, I don't see them as tired anymore. Mm. So they get a, they get to regroup in the morning, they refresh, and then at that point they're going out there for practicing once a day. So I think this group has it a little bit easier, but the goal is to make sure that these guys are fresh heading into the regular season. And regardless of what training camp looks like and unfolds for anybody eyes, it's a, just, it's a matter of getting through training camp healthy and making sure that you can get off to a fast start and making sure that you have a successful, successful year. Charlie, I'm curious. So a guy that achieved so much at your level, uh, the elite level of the NFL, I didn't have that. I just played you know small D2 ball. But but I, I, speaking on camp one more second, though, I want to see what guys like you think. Like I Still this time of year, and I'm 51 years old, but this time of year when I smell the grass, if I'm going by natural grass, it reminds me of going to football camp. And so, same deal. You get what I'm saying, right? I'm assuming same yep. deal? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something that when you look back and just, you know, you hear those lawnmowers going, that's you right. hear the sprinkler systems <laughs> out there, you're just like, oh, my goodness. That's it. And it just seems like when you wake up, you're like, wow, it may not be as hot as hot today because you see the clouds kind of <laughs> right. hovering over. And all of a sudden, when it's time to go out to practice, the sun burns up, burns up the rest of that uh, yep. moisture off, and it's just like, oh my goodness, it's so hot you out here. You're wearing full gear, so, you know, and I was a lineman, so I, was, I wasn't, you know, I mean, I, the running backs and the receivers and the quarterbacks, I was jealous of you guys. But, <laughs> you know, the linemen, you know, we were heavier, so it was a little rough. But, no, you're you right. Do, the heat. And when, 
<laughs> yeah, I think when you have those, you know, when you have those uh, those situations there, and the mindset kind of kicks in. The difference between you know the caveat, the caveat between the Steelers camp and maybe other places. And it's hard for me to compare because I was only in Detroit for four years. But when you have ten thousand fans out there watching you practice, that's true. This may be the only glimpse of guys, glimpse that they have of you throughout the entire year, mm. and you have to put on a performance for those guys because you don't want those guys to walk out and say he had a terrible practice right, today, right, right. and that's the last stop that they leave. So those are the guys that kind of keep you motivated. That's a good point. When you don't feel like being out there on that field because you know those fans are they're going to they're going to cheer for you and they'll let you know if they're not happy about practice. You know, Charlie, you're a great guy to ask this because I, we know the practice schedule has changed, but we know the conversation has been about 18 games, maybe only having two preseason games here. When did you think, you know, being it with Detroit and the Steelers for all those years, when did you think the team was ready? Like, were, is two preseason games enough? I mean, when do you think the team is ready to go? Yeah, I think everybody's kind of comparing it differently. You know, cause when you talk to the older guys, they'll say, yeah, well, we had training camp for six weeks. So they were able to get in this shape. You know, can now when you look and see a lot of those guys, especially the 53rd through the 90th guy, they need every rep that they could possibly get. They need that fourth preseason game yeah. to prove that they can go out here and bump maybe a veteran off that roster. So it just, it just depends on who you ask on what do, you, do they think it's important for that. But I think as a, as a former player, former executive committee member, and part of that negotiations in the last uh, this collective bargaining agreement, it's, uh, 18 games isn't going to happen. And I think this is something that is from a player's perspective. The players don't want it. Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, we'll just throw more money and the players are able to accept it. But then you start talking about benefits. Are you going to start now lowering the minimum requirements for you to become vested? I don't think those things are going to happen. So that kind of plays a part of it. If it's not going to happen, guess what? We continue with the 16-game mark. And then the four preseason games, and you let it play as is. And your first uh, training camp as a rookie, Charlie, did you have a rookie talent show or no? We I did, we did have a rookie talent show, but it was different because they didn't necessarily have one big day, kind of like they do with the Steelers. They actually did it this, uh, individual days for position groups. Now, what did you have, I, for? What did you do for your rookie talent show? Well, it was just me. I was the only quarterback. I tried to dance a little bit, tried to sing. I got the veterans involved. <laughs> and I could do neither. Yeah. I could do neither. I would just say, you want to know what? If I make a fool of myself, you want to guess what? I'll just, this is my chance. They'll laugh at me. It'll be a great story. And that was probably the, the, the longest two minutes of my life. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. Hey, Charlie, we appreciate the time. Uh, we really do. Always great catching up and chat with you and talk a little Steeler football. Enjoy the start of camp, and we'll chat again soon. Take care, Charlie. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. See you, man. Charlie Batch, uh, longtime NFL quarterback, Steelers Radio Network. Hey, listen, this is funny. Um, So apparently, this happened about a half hour ago. We're trying to get the audio. Moose, you might not know about us because we're in the middle of doing a show. It's pretty funny. Jalen Ramsey, right? You know, the excellent defensive back of the Jaguars. He shows up to camp in a Brinks truck. And apparently he had a com- he had a That's comedian, a yeah, with like a megaphone. Give him, I don't know the comedian's name. Give him an entrance. So our team oh, is working on it. So our team's all over it all right. right now. I mean, they're all over it. We'll so, have that. Yeah. And we got to – that's funny. Well, they talked Breaking about the, news. That's well, what we do. Because he had the story, what, about two weeks ago about the Jaguars not wanting to give him a contract. Right. Remember? He, he pulled up in a Brinks, Brinks truck. And uh, yeah, and oh, it's – it, it, So this – yeah, people be chatting. I'll tell you, that's today. better than the helicopter. Yeah. You think so? Well, it sends the message. It sends the message. Yeah, it sends that. Does Boomer much... driver Brinks truck? No, no sorry. What's that? <laughs> he doesn't need it. The Brinks truck comes to him. No, Boomer has a driver driver's Brinks yeah, truck. Exactly that's right. what we're looking for. That's exactly Come back. Right. We'll play that or uh, hopefully that Ramsey yeah. audio. Also, we got a Chiefs BCS.
coming your way next. It's Taz and the Moose on this Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Taz and the Moose are just talking away. Beats all you ever heard talking smack since the day they was born. Flapping their gums day after day. Where there's all about the pride and there's also nationwide. Talking them sports Two bros yapping a while While the rooster crows Taz in the moose They've been talking the sports Yeah, good job Yeah, Zach did a good job on that He do a one-taker on that? What's that? Does Zach do one take on that? Do we know, Mike? We I do not know. know. I don't know. Well, if no one knows, then he could just say he did. That's really that simple. That's true. You're right. That was epic. Uh, we talked a little bit before we go to Andrew Bogus, what is our latest sports update moves. We talked a little bit about Jalen Ramsey. That happened a little while ago, about 40 minutes ago. Andrew, I don't know if you know about this. He showed up to camp in a brink truck. I just saw it, yes. It's, it's you know, thinking about it. That when we discussed it before we went to break, it was funny. When I watched it, it was stupid. So I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I know we have the sound. Are we going to play that uh, in? Yeah, We're like, going to play the sound. Want to hear it? Let's yes, hear sir. Let's, let's do take it. a listen. Y'all know what time it is. Well, Pete, can you so stop good. for a second? We, I, didn't say, I should have set up better. That's not Jalen Ram. That's his hype man. It's like some comedian. I don't know the guy's name. He's on a megaphone. Okay. And Jalen's in the back of the truck. This guy gets out of the Brinks truck. goes, y'all know what time it is. And you'll hear the rest. He gets out of the back of the truck, Jalen Ramsey, and he's got like this Adidas bag that you can get at Models for like ten dollars, like holding his stuff in it. It's pretty, it's like he's not like with a Louis Vuitton bag. You know, he's got this little Adidas bag. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's. It's, I gotta watch the entire video. I saw some of it. It's a little lame. It's lame. It is lame. And when you watch the and whole, there's no thing, crowd. You have to then have people there that are ready yeah. to cheer for you. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaguars yeah. football. Yeah. yeah. You know what time it is. Go get that money. Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. Get everybody on lockdown. It's It's time to get this money, money. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like yelling to a crowd. How was that food? And everyone's like, oh, Oh, it's all right. (laughs) The meal was dry. I can't hear you. (laughs) That's because there's six of us. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, you know what time it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's so fired up. Time, people are like, yeah, what the he's... hell is going on here? It's 810. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, he... oh, right. They're like, oh, my God, it's free money. <laughs> oh, no, it's Jalen Ramsey. And it wasn't even... what he should have come out oh, with. It, someone making it rain when he ran out of the blink. Uh, yeah, strike. he got out of. A, yeah, it's like a you know, I, I, it's an armored car. I mean, it's not even. I said earlier, Brinks. He 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 couldn't even get the real Brinks company. He got like some rent the Brinks. Like I don't. <laughs> I give him. A, I give him here. I give him an A for creativity. Right. Right. But an F for functionality. Yeah. Well, there you go. And when you watch it full. Because I know you'll be locked in. Yeah, you will say, you know what, the helicopter bit with what's his face it Brown was, was better. better. Yeah, probably. Well, and he wants to get paid. Shouldn't he be like a panhandler? Shouldn't he be like sitting out there like in all like ripped Showing clothes, like a little tricycle. sign on a cardboard yeah, box, yeah, yeah. like right. like an old someone hobo pay me riding the subway. Yeah, yeah. help a D back out. D- yeah, yeah, help exactly. a D back out. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little bit like yeah, yeah, it's a little weak. And again, like you said, there's nobody there. It's, you know, he's getting ready for camp. He gets out, and as he opens the doors, the one door, like, closes on him a little bit. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, it's, so you're right about how the functionality. No, Moose, I mean, yeah, you know that. I mean, like, well, it's. And then, just the, I, can we play the hype man again? I just want to hear the. <laughs> you know what time it is? <laughs> this man's so good, he's been having his own film on service. Wait, what is that? What was that? He's line? got his own film on a service. What do you say? What? what is that line? You know what time it is. What's that next line? This man covered so good. This man covered. He's been having his own cell phone service. This man covers Cover- so good. He's got his own cell phone service. Oh, wow. And how about that weak ass line? Worked on that line. And, That's yeah. a comedian. Dude, the best, the best weak what line. Is he working? Right, no, you're right. The dude, even worse than that, <laughs> is right when Ramsey comes out. He goes, "The man, the myth." Jalen Ramsey. Like, whatever he said. The myth. Like, you know, the old cliche. The man, the myth, the legend. Like, it's like that's been used. The The man, the myth, Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) Be great if he's like, and by the way, I'm at Giggles tonight. Dude, there's like six people that cheer. Yeah, it's like, hey, Jalen, you're really good. I love number 20. Listen, just listen to the crowd after he introduces them. Let's listen. The man, the myth, Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. Sweet. Y'all know what he Yeah, y'all know. Y'all know. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Just trying to get this money, money. <laughs> that's the best line right Trying there. to get this money, money. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, when he opens the back of the truck, I, I, I'll, I'll show you. When he opens the back of the truck, oh, my God, dude. And the door, Moose, you'll explain it better than me. Here, let me play. So, yeah, it's we just tweeted it out from the social media. Andrew, I don't know if you can see it, but... So yeah, he's so he's doing this whole bit, and then Jalen co- opens opens that door, right? Opens one door, then he opens. Watch that door. <laughs> he closes on him. <laughs> yeah, that him. <laughs> Look at his bag. Look, he's got a little Adidas bag. Look at his bag. Look little bag. Little <laughs> bag. <laughs> know what time it is. It's raining. It is raining. Yeah, look at that. There's rain falling. Oh, you, you know He's like, getting no breaks, Ramsey, huh? Well, not just that. Ramsey steps out. He, he gives the he shakes the hand of the comedian, his hype man, and looks extremely disappointed. Yeah, He's like, man, right. this didn't work. Right, you know, you're right. It, it, He's it's, like, this is a bad start to right. camp. It was failed miserably. <laughs> this is a bad start yeah, to camp. Tell, yeah, He's like, tell, oh, my yeah. God, I'm gonna, I'm never going to hear the end of this. Yeah, the locker room's going to rip right, me. Yeah, right. social media, I'm done. Yeah, all these quarterbacks. Josh Allen from the Bills is going to rip me, and he should. You know, you remember what happened with those two? I mean, he, he yes. did some bad things. Oh, my, my God, man. Yeah. yeah, but no, God, this was. And how about the stacks of fake money in the back of the truck? You see that? Look at that. It's like pillows. 
They got like pillows. Like, look at that. That's not real money, dude. No. Who's that? Like, a that money, money. I know. I love his right. Get that money, money. Right, go get that money, money. He's like, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Sure, Tom Coughlin loved And then all he that. opens it up. It's like a Sports Illustrated from like 84. <laughs> Shredded. But like Pete said, Coughlin. Imagine it was Coughlin driving the truck. All right, let's go, Jay. Let's go to work. Like, oh my God! I mean, that would be, uh, this was this was bad. That was a bad one. I was this wrong. Was you know what? I first guessed it without uh, without saying it was a bad. That's oh, a bad. It one. was. A, that's S, a tough one. S show. Yeah. Oh horrible. my God! That's horrible. terrible. Oh, look who just walked in. Wow. Oh, bogus. We got them talking about. What I oh, by the way, we mentioned uh, this guy here. We had out mm. yesterday. You were out sick. Yeah. How you feeling, by the way? I'm okay. It's three segments. There. Yeah, that's all right. It's fine. Uh, three, two and a half hours. Three yeah, segments. Well, uh, three hours really. Since you guys have been here, six, eight, eight segments. You definitely eight, look nearly a, nine. A little. Everyone keeps like, saying that. You look a little, you know, shot. Thanks. How was your breakfast? Look pasty. My breakfast oh, was delicious. Thank you. You're welcome. It's the uptick <laughs> I needed. Expect to be asked about that. How was your breakfast <laughs> Wednesday? What's for lunch? Two weeks ago Wednesday. How was that breakfast? What do you want? You guys remember the 24th of July? Anything special happened on that day? Right, you exactly. remember? I feel like something <laughs> happened that day, but I can't say. Yeah, I can't exactly. do something nice. I got to get attacked. Yeah. I got to get attacked. I just did something nice. No, I just asked the man how to breakfast was. It also That's came in a Brinks truck. It was yeah. delicious. So I was wondering. How Time to get that was. McMuffin, McMuffin. He was on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Taz. <laughs> the man, the myth. Thank you. Ronald McDonald. But here's where I can't catch a break. So a buddy of mine, oh, right? Man. I didn't uh, get Zach any Mac. No, you didn't. Don't worry. Oh. He does. He's not. He's not. Okay. He's not. Yeah, he doesn't. So, do. I, so I retweeted. <laughs> I, I retweeted the Biseglia picture, right? Uh, I retweeted the Biseglia picture uh, of yes. him and the and the, the Uber Eats driver, right? Oh, I didn't see that. Where right? is the courier? Where do I find this? I, I, so I retweeted it, and I was like, <clears throat> a, you know, Biseglia was like, McDonald's is here, this and that. So... I retweeted, I said, yes, right? A buddy of mine who in the last eight months has lost 70 pounds. Oh. And he looks, he looks, he completely changed his diet. Like clean. Really? Eats clean every day. Runs three and a half miles every day. Wow. Like just basically Show off. cut off all sugar, you know? And then, so I, I tweeted that out. He texts me. He goes, here's the real breakfast of champions. And shows me, you know, the spinach and protein shake that he's making for breakfast mixed with berries. And oh, before, he goes, before yeah. he goes out for a run. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel even worse now. Yeah, well, you're eating sausage and uh, cheese. I know. I'm like buddy fried potatoes. I feel even worse. And then he's sending me pictures of him running. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, dude, look, I feel know. bad, Moose. He's so, he he's so unhappy, probably. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's probably dead. happy. You know, he's he's going like, to live long. He's, no, he's, he's living high. vibrant. Thank you, Tyler. What no, I don't mean that. Not what does that mean? I'm going to drop. He's probably going to. Ha- he's going to live longer. He's drinking what? his kale smoothie. What are you talking about? Disgust. I can't stop with his feet on his run. What does that mean? The guy's eating raw onions. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Five feet, and then he's like, "Listen, you just have to make small changes. Then the rest, I'm like." I'm getting pep talks. We're talking to Charlie Batch. He's like, ber- he's, he's texting no me on my kidding, cell phone. Oh right? my my God, buddy, that's he's, funny. He's like, small changes. Then all the, it becomes easier each and every oh, day you dude. do it. I'm like, so, Moose, maybe go from the sausage egg and cheese to, 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 to the burrito with the extra cheese. You know, maybe you're better off with that. You like burritos? I felt, and I love McDonald's. I haven't eaten a McDonald's egg sandwich in, in, like, literally, I would probably say a year and a half. He's one of those guys that's doing great. He's getting himself and healthy. He's looking to motivate. He is. But no, but see, there's a very fine line between motivating and being 
a pain in the ass. Mm. You know, like he should let you live your life and not tell you it takes small changes. You know what you should say to me? You know, what was it like when you were a fat ass, Bob, whatever his name is? You know what I mean? No, but you should have ripped into him a little bit. Well, I, I yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm proud <laughs> That's of him. He, he's, he's changed. He, it's great. I'm, it's, yeah, but it's, he shouldn't be talking to you like that, making you feel well, about little you. His, I've asked him about what changes he's made. He's talked about oh, his diet. I you're engaging. Him, no, I I've engaged him with it. So yeah, it's not see. like it's come out of the blue, but I send out, and I just retweet the, the what Basiglia sent out, and then all of a sudden I'm just getting. A motivational pep talk from Tony Robbins. Oh, because he's <laughs> because the tweet <clears throat> social media update. By the way, when we get a chance, uh, this is what the tweet. You should have told people what the tweet said, but I'll take care of it. So basically, what the tweet <laughs> thank said. Thank God you're, you're here. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, Taz. Social media update. Thank you for picking up my slack. I'll handle this. Small changes. McDonald's has landed Mikey B grabbing the food from another Uber driver. Which we should have the Uber driver's name, but I guess Mikey B didn't get the guy's name. Um, it was Andreas. Oh, that's right. I said his name. I have his contact information. Yeah. I don't know what Andreas is wearing on his head. That's a whole nother topic. What mm. is he wearing, Mike? What type of weed does he smell like, like Mike? Look at this guy's wearing on his head. It's like a babushka. What is that? Yeah, that is. Uh, is that, that is a that's, babushka? That's what it looks like. Imagine uh, Pete the Body wearing that. <laughs> Did he have dreads? Yeah, he had Pass. something. What did he have dreads? That's all full of hair. Uh, I don't. I don't see any dreads there. I don't re- remember any dreads. I'm asking you the question. I don't, I don't remember, remember any. You were I don't there. You picked up. You met him. I was so laser focused on the food in his beard. I don't remember any dreads. He was so laser focused that another Uber Eats driver and him engaged in a conversation that's never happened before in the mm. middle of Manhattan. I know. I thought the world was going to stop. <laughs> what did you say? Did you look at him say, "I'm, I'm one of you." I did, yes. You I did. said I'm working right now on Taz and the Moose, CBS Sports Radio, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. But after the show, I like to do Uber Eats drives in New Jersey. And then he said, oh. Yeah, thank and then you, I said, sir. can we take a picture? He's and, like, "Can yeah. you? where's my tip? I need did, to move along. Did you plug uh, basketball drives? I did not. Hmm. I didn't yeah. get the sense. I'm sure he got this guy's con- This guy will probably be a guest on his podcast. He'll probably be a guest on our show tomorrow, Andre. Come on in. <laughs> When you can you while your video team is shooting your deliveries, right? Can you wear some uh, some Taz and the Moose uh, swag and, and and just see when you when you drop off the food and ask if they listen to our show? I can do that. I, I haven't. I've never done a um, a, a video <laughs> like that before, but I'm more than happy to do it. I know that would be great. I thought last week Taz was. Oh, I don't remember. I guess Moose maybe you were out. I think Taz said he was. He did I not want me. Thank you, did man. not want me wearing uh, any of the gear, but oh, I can wear I, it. I, I did say that. Andrew and I agreed Why? that. It might, uh, it kind of it makes our show look like, ugh. you know. I mean, our producers running around. You know, it's just any. And you know how Mike acts in public. He's the, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, how do we mean that in a bad way? Mike? No, it's. I worked on Mike and little... the Mad Dog, and I used to get made fun of for living at my dad's house. I know. I don't remember. So, Marky, like, no. yes, yeah. right. <laughs> what are you doing, Marky? You got to get out of the house. I'm like, dog, uh, making twenty six thousand dollars a year. What do we? And they didn't have Uber Eats back then, <laughs> right? Or, or SNY, right? We're horse racing. No, where would you like me to live? Uh, so now there's a side note. By the way, we talk about yeah. the podcast has yeah. moose and that any people outside. You should the wear. States. I want them to do that okay. though. That would be great. No, no, uh, that's got to be an off air discussion. Why I mean, not? Get, you got to. Well, I could die in that hill. That's why. That needs to. We need to. Agree you guys that. need him to put yeah. in a disclaimer in his podcast. Podcast, like the views of Mike Bissegler, not necessarily Wait the views second. of Taz. That's a good idea. CBS that's Radio, a good idea. No, that's Intercom. Can I that's a good question. Idea. What? We're talking about it on the air. The secret's out. Yeah. 
But you think I, the guy that's paying that Mike's dropping off the Pizza Hut too cares? We're talking about a national no, a series of XM tour. Everyone knows that our producer is an Uber Eats driver in I, his off time. The gig is up. My the gig is up. Yeah. Taz is like, well, you got to save a little face here. Yeah, my You bo- can't wear the right. Taz of the Moose attire. Good point. Good point. <laughs> We've been talking about this. Fair point. <laughs> my boss talked been, to me for I 10 mean, minutes about we it. We shouldn't have. Day. Yeah, that's. Wait, did you happened? tell Moose that? Yeah, Chernoff talked to me. May have five, ten minutes about it in the oh hallway. Very is... intrigued. Where do you hear this from? Very well, this, intrigued. By this is an offline conversation. In, Maybe intrigued? Not. I wanted to learn about how Uber Eats works and how the whole food delivery service works. He had no idea and, and not trying to understand it. And I explained him everything about it. But not like... Hey, maybe I should give you guys like ten dollars more per hour or anything like that, so you don't have to do these things. Well, that didn't. Wow. No. Okay. Well, there it is. I order from Uber all the time. How did? <laughs> I'm just curious. How was the topic broached? He came up to me about it because I guess he heard it. He heard it on our show, and then he uh, this show. Well, he said he heard it on the air. Who knows uh, which show? But he said Is he heard it. it so he came up to you. Where were you? Just in the hallway outside, outside the, uh, the, by the bathroom. Walking Moose is out of the bathroom. Oh, so out. where were you? Where walking were you outside were, the were bathroom. You wearing a tie? Jeez, this what? is tougher than the 830 here. So Chernoff <laughs> sidled up alongside you and said, tell me a little bit more, tell me a little bit more about Uber Eats. Yeah. Lo- and then we did a lot of bit more. And really? You thought maybe it was an opportunity to, you know, maybe, you know. You I did. Up, uh, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. You know what I'm talking about, right, Moose? A raise. There you go. Yeah. Subtle. You so, asked yeah. about. I was it? half kidding when I asked. Though. <laughs> and what did he say? I don't. I don't. I don't know if there was a real answer. It was just a lot of motions. Uh, lemon's been squeezed. Meanwhile, side note: back to Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Tom Coff. Tom Coughlin's trending right now. Of His course name. he is. Oh, How about that? Go. Very nice. He killed the hype man. How about that? I'm, He's trending right I'm now. Fascinated by that. Uh, what's that? The turn off. Oh yeah, no, like, I know. Uh, yeah, that's is. something that your video team should have been there taping. There's no video. Well, team no, there is like, a video team, Mike. Bellotti, you should have been there. That should have been one. Where well, you'll, you get, you'll get. See how Moose connects the video team and Bellotti together. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. Well, if you that. want the exclusive content, you'll have to go to the podcast to hear the story. Oh. Whoa! Oh. There you go. That's a hard sell. He's officially a podcaster. There you He's go. a content provider. All right, there it is. Oh, by the way, so I was telling you about with the podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, I just got an evil eye. Is there a problem? To look at the clock. Oh. No, we have to. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Great update. Yeah. <laughs> what about the podcast? No, it's just that uh, Brian. You don't. You know, you know Brian Carson. Brian's the producer of the Tash Show, of my show. Brian works upstairs in Eleventh Floor. He's one of the main producers of all podcasting in, in the company. Okay. So he was engaging on Twitter with a complaining uh, fan of Taz and the Moose and the Tash Show, a guy named uh, Big Carrick, who's from Ireland. Mike engaged with this guy yesterday too on social media. The guy is upset because he loves listening to our show on the podcast, and he's in Ireland, another guy in England. So Brian went to them and said, listen, on Twitter, and this is good customer service, it shouldn't be location-based. Apple will return that error for a poor connection. <clears throat> if you had a bad or public Wi-Fi, turn it off and try data. This is a message for everybody out mm. there having a problem. If you're on data and it's not working, try a strong Wi-Fi signal like your home or office, but really try out another podcast app. And he said, the Brian said, the only location issue that may be an issue is in the U.K. for GDPR-related stuff. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, I still don't quite understand all of that. Okay, and that's Brian. He's in charge of this. He was said, that a tweet? That was tweet. It's all on Twitter, and uh, you are not tagged. 
Um, but um, you are not in this because this was someone that was – it started off with Mikey B. Okay. You're on this about Taz and the Moose, and the guy tagged me because he also listens to my show. So we're bringing this up for anybody who's having an issue with the podcast version. So it seems like it's a company-wide thing, and so I wanted to share that with Brian. So, All right, so cool. There really, you go. You're that's right. I give information. No you know? doubt. You're on top By of the it. way, episode 689 of the Taz Show Oof. dropped yesterday. Nice. So, All right, Bogus, you got uh, oh, hold on. We're, we're on the We're on the way to 700, Moose. I, well, of course. No one's doubting that. All right, we got we to do this. We gotta, yeah, no, that's Andrew's, social media Andrew's update. has got something he's got to right, do. Go yeah, sponsored go by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I can't even talk right. over the here, The Yankees man. won last night. Back to Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, I Andrew. Can Come I back. can't even talk on my own show. No, no you can. We're, we're just... We're, I'm sorry. We've, we've talked enough for this segment. That's it. Okay. We've reached our limit. Yes. I got it. You're yeah. right. The other card is coming your way next. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, our toll-free line here at CBS Sports Radio brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Uh, Taz, time right now to answer Ask the Pro's question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from uh, John out in New Mexico. Have you seen the New York Mets' new foul poles? Well, the advertisement on the new foul poles. Don't forget... You can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. Now, people might be saying, well, new foul poles. What exactly do the Mets do? Now, listen, it's, right, it's right. advertising. So you look at it, it's the same, you know, highlight yellow foul right. pole, whatever it is, in, in every Major League Baseball ballpark, and they have the netting. Uh, you know, on on one of the sides, obviously, on, sure, on the, the fair, fair side, side of fair the foul side, pole, right, correct. Right. So you've seen teams make use of that netting mm-hmm. by putting some sort of advertising, right? right? You yep. see the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers are smart with it because the netting is actually colored for the advertisement. For the advertisement, right. So it's very smart. You, so you could see the advertisement, but <clears throat> you could also see through the netting. Correct. The Mets <laughs> didn't stars. do that. No. They basically Chick Fil A, right? Right, Chick Fil A. Root for that chicken. Correct. They put they put hard advertising down each of the nettings on an orange foul pole. To Moose's point, with black and white letters, big bold, like like almost written like with a giant sharpie. Pretend that, and you can't see through the netting. No. So if you are sitting behind the foul pole <laughs> now, you all of a sudden have an obstructed seat. Oh, for a. Uh, uh, Three levels. Even if you're in one of, it's in front of it, blocking like the, some of the. Uh, I can't remember that mezzanine area where it's behind the glass. It's, the restaurants in there too, and I've eaten oh, in there. De- not Delta Club. No, no, it's something like that. But uh, the some Porsche of those, Club. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe it's the like the Lexus Club. I think it is. It might be Lexus Club. See right in front of it. So if you're sitting behind the glass yeah, yeah, yeah. in one of the clubhouse seats. You're blocked. Yeah, you're there, looking at a backwards four because it's root four, the number four, the chicken with the Chick Fil A logo. Correct. Yeah, bad deal by my team. It just goes consistent with everything else well, we're doing. I get about the least of our problems. Well, I understand fans. about trying to maximize the dollar bad, and and and, oh. and put the put more of uh, get try and make more money and and put more advertising up in the in the uh, in the stadium, Taz. But 
They also got to be smart about it. Yeah, well, yeah, like the Dodgers did. So people that are paying customers can see when they're yeah. at the ball game, no matter where they're sitting. Isn't that the point? That's pretty important. <laughs> right, because so, here's the deal. You know, now you've created, because there are always seats. I mean, because if you go up to Fenway Park, there'll be regular seats, and then you'll have seats that are obstructed view. Right, right, right. And right. they'll say on the seats when you buy it, obstructed view. Right, exactly. Because you can't see, you can't have a perfect view no. of every portion of the field. No, you can't. And now the Mets have, have now it's a small, minuscule. I'm, I, I'm not trying to make a mount out of Mohill, but you've now created some obstructed seats where right. if you're sitting in the wrong spot behind that foul line, you're like basically leaning yeah. to the left or the can't right see. in order what to happened? see. Did what what did did Cano strike out? Was he looking or did he swing? There's this big chicken head in my way. I can't really. Yeah, that's what's going on. It's there. just weird. That's just uh, it's just it's amazing. It's, it's just a mess. They come back on the road trip and you get all this advertising. All yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Major League with the Indians. Right, right, right. It's like what was it, Bull Durham, where you hit the bull for a, you hit the cow for the steak? Yeah, Remember? exactly. I do remember that actually. And the cat, the the, the, ta- the tail great. wagged. Anyway, uh, uh, Mike Pete, good job across the way. Our thanks to Connor Hughes, Charlie Batch for joining us. Bogish, good to have him healthy and back doing updates here on this Wednesday morning. Taz, great job as always, brother. You too, sir. Thank you, everyone. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 